0: Hello everybody, thank you for joining the Great Dynamics podcast. My name is Ahmed Hassan and today with me, as always, we have a very interesting guest. Because of his background, I'm not going to say his name, but we just call him D for now. D is a former Australian military intelligence and, and also law enforcement. And he's doing some contracting work right now. Dee, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, pleasure to be on your podcast.
0: Same, same to have you, man. So, I mean we talked a little bit already about your 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 history. Can you can you go in a little bit or a lot? Depends on yourself, but you know, where did it all start for you?
1: Yeah, so um I I consider myself as a bit of a caveman slash forest gump. I have seen flow <laughs> into these amazing opportunities and I'm probably the most underqualified and unlearned guest that you've had on your ah, show. Stop you, that. Really impressive... you don't know that. <laughs> So uh, I I joined the army really young. I think I skipped school during my last year in high school and set the conditions and joined the army really young, 2007. And um, by that time, Afghanistan was well and truly kicking off and they pushed me into a combat engineering role. And But at the time, it was just all bomb disposal and looking for bombs. So I was pretty young, joined the army, got to deploy to Afghanistan and did the job. And then I had a few injuries and a few close calls. And then I realized, you know, I'd, I'd like to do something that uses my brain as well as something physical. Uh, my body wasn't keeping up and I transferred to military intelligence, which is something that always fascinated with me. Once I did my military intelligence training, I realized I'm a horrible analyst and I'm really good at talking to people, but not so good at, <laughs> at uh, analyzing big data. I, I, I passed with the uh, you know, draft and one of my friends that was on the course with me I was a former human operator military intelligence human operator said hey this would be really good for you because i scored well with my interviewing and debriefing training and then i uh, thought okay i'll put in for it and uh and applied and then yeah long story short i, I did really well in that that sort of specialization and ended up becoming an instructor in that capability as well was fortunate to deploy back to the middle east as well got like to be operational in that role and work with some amazing people within the firefly and greater community once i realized uh, the military was no longer conducive to a family environment. I decided to leave and have been working with our law enforcement and contracting as
0: well. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, when do you find out you're being deployed to Afghanistan?
1: Pretty early on. So, I part my military training, and then I think it was two years later, so 2009, yeah, 2010. So, pretty during the, during the peak of, in my opinion, Australia's contribution to the Afghanistan between like, 2009 and 2015 was our greatest contribution, and probably the, the greatest period of um, our casualties as well.
0: All right, how was that? Can can you like go a little bit through that? Like, how was yeah yeah the yeah. reality on 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 yeah, when you get to the ground?
1: So when when I got there, I was, I was trained as a combat engineer or force input and my role was to look for IEDs, mines, caches in support of um, conventional force. And I was only 20 at the time, I had to turn 21 and it was an eye-opening experience. And it's funny that we actually had intelligence people come in and out and out the troll base and they'd go off and they'd talk to local elders. And, and it wasn't until much later on that I realized these were human operators, attacks throughout the trolls. And they'd be in our valley for very specific and targeted meetings. And they're having experiences like, hey, don't go into this area today, you'll be attacked. Or uh, this road has an ID at this grid location. And we'd go there and search and dis- disarm that, that device. And then the grids would be fairly accurate. I was like, where are they getting this information from? It's, I just couldn't <laughs> comprehend because, in my little bubble, you know, yeah. infantry or engineers or cavalry, what were you doing in a war zone? And I didn't realize the, the intelligence, a garage in the background doing all this mm-hmm. weird and wonderful things, saving lives. Absolutely.
0: Really cool. And you said you, got, you were injured. Are you okay to talk about that?
1: Yeah, well, I had a few, few few close calls overseas, some strikes in close proximity. I have a lot, a lot of injuries and sort of physical and mental from that, from that tour, but, um, what I felt did me a good service was that I stayed in. A lot of guys leave after their first deployment or or, or a big deployment and uh, I stayed on and found a new part as well, which I think helps my recovery from those things. But, um, yeah, just usual stuff that you'd expect for someone who's been in that sort of environment as well
0: and i mean that's i think that's very interesting and i hope you're okay of of going into that you said that you it was beneficial for you to stay and where other people leave they don't get that same support and are how did that how did that impact your career going forward
1: well it's probably really helped that I went into intelligence as well. So Uh when I I returned from Afghanistan, the turnover was quite high. And within a year, I was looking at returning again. And I thought I was ready when I was 10, ready to go round two. And it wasn't until we did a training scenario where they hire actors with amputees, so amputees who have missing limbs, to be role players for a medical scenario. And they, they use some really amazing makeup artists And when I, when I was in that training environment, I just realized I can't, I can't do this again and I, and I self withdrew and I don't regret that. There are times where I think back, should I have persisted? But I think it was just too early for me to go back and I said, look, I'm not ready. And I went back to my unit that my unit deployed. And then I started looking at other options saying, look, I can't do this again. Maybe trying something else will keep my longevity because I still wanted to serve. I still. Was very proud to be in the military, and I still felt like I contribute. And, and intelligence definitely offered that that um, that
0: avenue. Fantastic. So, when you made that transition, do you feel? I mean, maybe you're not as close to the danger or or action, depending on, on on how you want to like call it. But is that different? Yeah. Do you miss that, or is it just a new challenge, and and you just move on and and? and... Absolutely. So
1: when I pick up intelligence training, I think. My experiences in combat environments helped, especially analyzing, you know, indicators and warnings, um, you know, discussing, you know, even terrain analysis. You know, you get to, because then at time, the in Australian intelligence, military intelligence created were, were taking ab issues straight up the street. So before you had to be at least four years in a previous role, a corporal at that time, they wouldn't take, there was no primates in the core until a few years before I, I transitioned to crimes and they started taking very educated people from the street and putting them straight into military internet. military intelligence analytical roles which is which was which i thought was a very good step in the right direction so I was are trying to contextualize some of these things that people who, who have an issue that wouldn't have like you know okay you've got a, a giant mountain in this in this region and then you're saying that you know that a, an armored vehicle can traverse that by looking at a map you you probably you say oh maybe but unless you being the poor guy with a backpack walking up you know, features, either you can say from certain like you're not combat effective walking that terrain and you're not gonna get a car up there. That stuff helped contextualize as from an analyst's point of perspective. And I was quite happy to to have to change roles and I think I, I left that chapter behind saying, Well I'm never gonna be that guy on the ground again because I don't think I can physically keep up. Uh, you know, back and leg and head injuries. I don't think I could do the role if I wanted to and it sort of came to accept that I would be a liability if I was in that situation again,
0: I guess. I have to say one thing that, that uh, I wanted to say it earlier when you were talking, but I think you're still very young when, when this is all going on. That's so incredibly mature to understand like, hey, I'm not cut out for this. I'm going to take myself out of, of this environment and I'm going to do something else. And I think that's something, I think it's, it's very commendable because most people don't don't have that self-awareness or a lot of people don't have that self-awareness.
1: I think, I think that's something that I've always... Found that I've had is good self awareness. <laughs> like I knew, I knew my living. You, might live you it, need to have that. Yeah, you know, whether it be drinking or seeing a pretty girl in a bar and saying, Well, I'm a huge out of my living, man. You know, I'm to in my, my capabilities and limitations. Yeah, yeah. i <laughs> of be
0: Fair yeah. enough. So, uh, what year was that that you, that you joined Military Intelligence Corps?
1: That was, uh, that was early, was like 2013, 2014. Okay. So at that point, I'd had a few years under my belt as a comic corps. I was in a, you know, troop sergeant role, you know, looking to go up the track, but then I realized, you know, I, I couldn't keep up, but I didn't want to be that, you know, that, that NCO or senior NCO that that couldn't do what the boys were doing. And did, I didn't want to be that guy that, you know, you wouldn't do what you asked sort of thing, you know, I'm not going to say, Hey, put your pack on, run 20 Ks if I physically couldn't do it. Hmm.
0: So it was yeah. a
1: moral thing with me as well.
0: Yeah. So if you can talk about that, your time as a human operator. Yeah. I'm just trying to be careful not to put too, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too bad questions towards you, but what deployments for you were that you felt like that you learned a lot from and experiences?
1: Yeah. So I'll I'll, um, I'll talk as much as I can about yeah. it because I learned so much in my role. It was mostly focused on tactical and operational intelligence that uh, we had our Complex requirements and initially it was for force protection, you know, protecting the force that was deployed and and we had a wide and pretty impressive network and when I came there, the network was established and I had a really good opportunity of maintaining the network and when I was overseas, I was kind of halfway through that, the, the Australian contribution to that operation. So I had, you know, everything from, you know, civilian to military to threat force sources and I learned so much about cultural nuances, working, working with you know, linguistic support, how humans and other intelligence disciplines work together and how how soon You like to think they are the best, yeah. but you know <laughs> they're called they say they're, they're called human roomings, But man, you can lie on a telephone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, or you uh, can, uh, I can send you on text message, or email. It's yeah. shit. So, but I sort of such a good understanding of how the in, in intelligence apparatus and infrastructure worked. You know what I mean? And how everything where it's fused is key. And then the how how much work the all source animals actually do. It's an impressive work that they do well. And I like to give them. A, I like to give them a bit of a hard time. The all sorts of like as you've seen in <laughs> my my recent posts. But um, you know, they they do an excellent job using everything. Uh, I I like to think if you want to be a, a good human operator, you'd probably be best to take as an analyst, or vice versa. If you want to be a good analyst, maybe try specialisation and go back in yeah. so you can really comprehend how how amazing things work in, in unison.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's important to speak the same language, right? Yeah, in that absolutely. regard, and and I think from a from an analyst perspective, the you said something very important. I think when you were talking about when an analyst has to do maybe like atmospherics or, or terrain analysis, and and they think it's it's possible to go there, hmm. them also understanding like, hey, wait a second, you know, I've done that. It's not as easy as it looks, right? So, <laughs> so, so understanding each other and, and and speaking the same language in and I don't mean you know languages in English or whatever. I'm talking about you know understanding how the intelligence is interpreted or the information depending on where you are in the collection phase. But I think yeah, you, you make yeah you make a good point there. And 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 I always ask people when, when I when we talk about like past experiences and. Did you ever stay in touch with people that you met there that you may connect it with? Not necessarily the threats, obviously, but you know,
1: <laughs> no, okay. I think so. The way that we operated, it's, it's highly frowned upon. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were people that had maintained relationships through operations, previous operations, but I'll definitely some of the linguists, because the linguists we used were, were not from that nature, but spoke the language to a very high standard. I, I've kept in touch with some of those guys because I, I just the, the relationship that you build with them. You know, they, they're more than just uh, a translator, you know, they are, they're, they're in the in the room with you. They understand, they're reading the person and the information just as well as you are. And I think that's absolutely something that's overlooked with, um, especially with human intelligence training is working with an interpreter. So from my pre- previous experience that we, we touched on it very, very briefly. And operationally, that was nearly 100% of all source. We were with an interpreter, so yeah, not not uh, responding well to to training and having that overlooked by the training and development side of things as well is
0: was pretty interesting. Do you ever feel like it would be good for you to speak the language too and to pick up that language?
1: Yep. Yes and no.
0: Okay.
1: Because um, I know especially where the language is not based in Latin, words can be translated very differently and have different meaning to yeah. it. So, for example, Chinese and Arabic, um, there may not be a word for it. So, they will use two or three words to have the same effects. So, from that point of perspective, a lot of stuff can get lost and it would be beneficial to know language so you can understand it but also from a very lazy perspective, having a, an interpreter <laughs> like, gives you that breathing space to think of another question and really focus on your, your, your line of questioning mm-hmm. and understanding and in, in absorbing information. because sometimes you, you might have this when you talk to a friend or anyone and you get so wrapped up into a conversation, you, you actually don't absorb anything mm-hmm. because you're so involved with the atmosphere and, and where you are.
0: You're yeah. 100 right. It gives you that good breathing too. Yeah, <laughs> good answer. It gives you
1: time to take some notes too. the yeah. <laughs> yeah. thing
0: no, that's a great answer actually because what you said there about when you're in conversation with a friend or or even in like a professional setting, you're thinking about what am I going to say when this person stops talking, right? Instead of thinking about hey, what did they say? And you know, and and, and sometimes there's no time for that. And also. Yeah. You get the space and 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 room to read the body language of the person that they are talking 100%. to, right? Absolutely, um, which is important, obviously, to to see. You know, like how they are engaging with that person, and mm-hmm. interesting. And so, you started twenty thirteen, and you go you get out at what was that? Pretty much straight until, feel straight until COVID, and
1: once um, I right. COVID I had a bit of a existential crisis in my identity. And realizing i didn't want to be in the military <laughs> anymore and uh, i wanted it i wanted to be home now nah, i was always away a fair bit especially once i was actually surprisingly away more as an intelligence soldier than i was as a combat engineering soldier but maybe it might be different now with all the um, flood relief and covid relief operations that australia is doing domestically they're, they're, for a period they, was, they were very busy but um I, I was pretty burnt out to be honest i was mentally exhausted and in a really bad space um, mentally. And I had two young children and I wanted to be the best person I could be for them. And I realized I think okay. the military is that bad girlfriend, you know, that you <laughs> had and you remember the good times together but you realize she is, she's yeah. no good for you. So I had to break it up.
0: All right. <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's one way of putting it. All right. But so something that, I, that I've been talking about a lot with some of my guys and girls, is you mentioned burnout there. Mm. I have personally n- no experience with it, really. I think, I'm not sure. And I say that because it's so hard to define what it is. How did you know that you were burnout? Like, how could you tell?
1: I, I guess one of the key things I noticed was brain fog. And I want to think when they think about brain fog, they think, I just haven't had my morning coffee yet, or I'm still a bit tired. Or, but for me, it was constant, and I actually felt... Like an idiot. I said, like, is there something wrong with me? I, I'm not grasping concepts. I felt that my performance at work was degrading. Uh, my, I, just, just, I was just struggling and I s- sought psychological help and we and we just realized there's a few underlying issues, particularly with my, my previous tours that I just kept pushing away. And uh, I just kept putting it in the back corner because in the military, there's always something to be doing. Promotional courses, specializations, exercises—you know, there's there's always something to keep your mind occupied. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until towards the end there when I was an instructor, I had a lot of free time because you had your course and outside of the course, you know, where I was, it was mostly like when you're doing an instructional posting, it was as a bit of a breeding space. And that was the first breeding space that I had in at that point thirteen years. Yeah, and then everything just caught up. Wow. And I was, I just that was just one of my one of my key sentences. Was just I just couldn't. Focused and then I started to get real just depressed yeah. just depressed nothing was was making me happy and then that's when I knew something was really wrong
0: yeah and so you got you get out do you continue with talking to somebody and, and and where are you now with that
1: it's it's I don't think I'll ever stop talking it's just how frequent I do that so I still have some really good um support and it's a really good psychiatrist and psychologist that I can lean back into and as as needed, and another, another sad thing is that I lost my my friendship group that I deployed with as well in that first tour. Um, some guys just refuse to keep in contact. They're having their own battles. Um, some a, good, a handful still keep in contact, but uh, you know, it gets to a point where you can't absorb their struggles, and you don't want to give off yours. So mm-hmm. it kind of turns into a, like discussions about nothing you know, how are Mm. you as a family? Yeah, Uh, Getting it very, you know, simple chat. You don't want to have those deep and meaningfuls, especially when everyone's spread out Mm -hmm.
0: through
1: Australia as well. So So it's always good to just find those professionals. You
0: you know, I think um, I was talking about this, interesting that you say this, because I was talking about this earlier with somebody. And Mm. I think also it has to do with the fact that at least for me, and I think for most guys, one of the first lessons you learn you do, you shouldn't be a burden to anybody, right? Yes, and right. you know you should you know soldier through you know literally and figuratively, and you know you don't talk about stuff and you don't burden anybody with your problems. So I think that's that plays also a big role in it, right? In in yeah. in those type of relationships, and so so yeah, for me it felt like um, I didn't nobody that around especially if they're not they don't understand what you've done and and what are you going to talk about right and yeah. uh and my partner had to tell me certain times like you shouldn't talk about this stuff because it just makes people depressed you know <laughs> uh and to me it was just exactly. a normal thing you know um yeah. so yeah maybe i will do a podcast on that but but it, it is like i felt like cool. when i was meeting people and i was talking about yeah you know yeah, uh, two months ago, I was uh, somewhere where I saw twenty meters a car bomb go off. You know, mm-hmm. and then we had to take a different route, and I, and and they look at me like, "How did you just glance over that?" And that's a big thing. Yeah, but it it becomes normal, you know, and and yeah, you just you know you just continue because you you have to you have to move on, and uh, so yeah. Because
1: what's the alternative?
0: What's yeah. the
1: alternative if you don't?
0: You know, I mean. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very difficult to communicate that, even to your significant other, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's uh, very difficult. All right. And so you get out, then what?
1: I pretty much uh, realized, you know, I've spent quite a great time in the military and I have really nothing to show for it other than experience in the clear. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, to put that to best use and um, went into the training space doing any everything from firearms to uh, situational awareness and just more recently uh, intelligence-focused training. And that's, that's where I am now, pretty much. Uh, I love instructing. It's something that I've done in the last you know, 16, 17 years in, in varied capacities, whether it be training foreign militaries and organizations to just civilians on, on how to talk to people. So uh, it's something that I'm very passionate about as well.
0: Fantastic. I mean, we, we get in from that point into your channel that that's how we know, that's how we know each other from the it dirty is. dingo, that's yeah. the that's that's funniest, that's a funny name. So how did that came about? Like, well, what inspired so, you to do that?
1: It was to, I'll, be, I'll be really honest. So I had, um, friends that showed me pages on social media about these excellent open source intelligence pages. Yours included, gitbag um, Kitbag Conversations, all S2. These are absolute treasure troves on, on like foundational intelligence content. And I, and I freaking loved it. And, and that you guys were, were pretty much the, the inspiration That's to, a, to start my own. Love to thought, hear that. You know, there, you know, there's, yeah. there, there's, uh, there wasn't too much on, on human. And I know it's a very sensitive mm-hmm. topic and I yeah. know you can't talk too much for good reason. So I thought it would be great is to find something that teaches. Or, or shows just the history and hypotheticals, and talk about the units. because you know you can Google every foreign intelligence service on, on most countries, and then there's, there's there's so much information out there on what they're willing to provide provided. I, I was super passionate about it, and um, I pretty much created it after talking to some of the guys that I knew, and I reached out for a few pages just to you know as, as a as a fanboy and say, hey man, I really like your stuff. How did you, how did you get started? And to be honest, a page hit by a conversation. Coral Tone Report as it was formerly, were really supportive. So in the same way that I'm um, Cole from Ork on mm-hmm. they were really cool dudes. And they really the thought my concept was a really great idea. And, and then, um, that, then how I got to meet you was, uh, I, I really liked how you guys are putting out articles on the different disciplines and also units and people and, uh, really going into that level of detail. And I had, I think it was one of the hypothetical ones that I wrote and I said, Hey, read this see if you like it and then your response was really positive as well which is excellent you know yeah p well, i don't just sit on top of p really i'm like the lower tier um <laughs> no
0: no no you I'm, are think you are
1: I, I i i fall too much into the main side as well I fall yeah. into the trap i'm just <laughs> playing little well streams that i think people in the community intelligence community would, would giggle at so yeah i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a bullshitter from you know, the beginning man. you you, you <laughs> need that brain.
0: you know you need that and uh and i think sometimes and i think also there's maybe like a generational because sometimes, and, and probably you've heard this, yeah, you shouldn't be talking about this stuff, or, you know, yeah. it's not a laughing matter, or it's these are heavy topics, and, and I was like, why, well, that's why you should make light of it, you know, yeah. otherwise it makes it, it, yeah. makes it more accessible. And I think, the, yeah, what you're doing is, is really cool. And and for anybody listening right now, you know, we're going to put all of your, that you want to share, at least your accounts. we are going to put that into the show notes so they can, they can find you. So you've been doing that for how long again? I.
1: Pretty much just since the start of the year. Yeah. yeah. It's something that I was playing with since the soundbite. And I think it properly committed in January, roughly. I think got to look at the first post and the first post is. It, it's not me. Like it's just some funny picture of Fenn on <laughs> Some guy with a bowl cut is my attempt at you know changing you know a bit of bit of poor attempt at cover at that. But um yeah, it's pretty much it's 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 crazy. I think we just t- ticked over a thousand followers, which I thought was hilarious.
0: you have got to go much bigger. I know that.
1: Oh, we're we'll waiting for, yeah. and now that I've got a few people that that reached out, the people that I know, um, a handful of people know, and they want to be guest contributors, which are, which are more for because they bring different perspectives uh, and, and experience as well. And mm-hmm. I think people love it. Like yeah. some of the feedback already. Like I just put one out today. My friend wrote one about undercover work and human source work through law, the law enforcement perspective and it was it was cool because i'm biased i'm military and i think military human intelligence is top tier and but don't forget you got like these amazing strategic agencies and law enforcement absolutely we do it really well as well you know what i mean Mm
0: -hmm. no and what do you say to i don't know if you had this yet or it will probably come if you haven't got it yet but what what do you say to people that you should not be sharing this you shouldn't be talking about this our enemies can read this
1: well i would say look Everything I put up can be looked up on Google. Everything, Mm -hmm. absolutely everything. I've did a couple of posts on how to check if your room's been bugged or your car. And that is all stuff that's readily available online. And it's nothing too secret or sexy. Um, It's common sense. And that's what a lot of intelligence work is, is, is common sense. I've said previously before, you know, you know, the second oldest trade in the world is intelligence. The mm-hmm. first one, you know, is prostitution. The only thing that changes is the technology. And that's something that I will not get into because why I can barely turn on my mm-hmm. computer. And two, it's just too sensitive to talk about. And that's yeah. something that
0: we'll will never do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I wanted to go into the technology, but if you say that. Well, <laughs> because we talked yesterday about, I don't know if you and I mentioned this, but, you know, like the role of AI. For humans, for oh, example, yeah. you know, yeah. what are your positions on that? If you have, I oh
1: man, I, I see. So, you know, I'm still patching about humans, and I'm I, and I'm just reading more and more about AI. And uh, I did a couple of posts on it. Um, you know, where where it could potentially lead it. Same with yourself, Greater Networks did a really good article on the future of AI and technology. But where I've seen it, it can be, you know, um training. You know, you can put someone into a, a virtual room with a with a with a source. And then you can do, you know, chat GPT style things, questions and answers, and then trying to, you know, work through that, which would be would be amazing. So, uh, time, mm-hmm. time and resource easy. Like, you know, from our training, we, we hire actors, we hire reservists, we hire all these people, and then that's a, that's a training burden, And then if you can do it and you know, sit in the room, put some VR goggles on awesome. and do it, that's, that's, imagine how good your skills could be after doing that. Oh but you can never replace They're you know, mm-hmm. doing it with a real person in a real room obviously but as, as another way but uh, also um the role of the targets here for a human team uh-huh. you know, going through all this data when we can put in when what if there's a, a time where we can put in our requirements of the ideal source and this machine machine learning and ai pump out ideal targets that have already done the open source research
0: uh-huh.
1: and maybe even potentially have a way of an approach uh-huh. Or again getting, getting a bit futuristic on you here. Imagine having a contact lens that can so your non verbal communication used mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Re- reading your facial expression, saying, Well, he's lying because he's always twitching or his heart rate's elevated. And then you know yeah. pursue certain lines of questioning. No, this That's is,
0: crazy, by the way. <laughs>
1: this is probably not that far in the future. Yeah. You know no, I mean? no, I think I think in-
0: you're right. I think you're right. Actually I will say this. I'm not gonna talk about who it exactly is, but we have friends and and i think soon enough they will talk about this themselves but their institution and they are building a vr environment for intelligence wow. you know so yeah. so they, they they are thinking about they they are looking also at like doing briefings like um and assimilating like brainstorming which is yeah, yeah very interesting stuff and yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to what it will bring this is something that i said yesterday when people were asking me questions about this I think yeah. it will, if you're smart, you know, you learn the tools, you, you learn the technology and you use it to your best ability. And it can only be, Absolutely. instead of seeing it as a threat, see it as opportunity, right? So, uh, Absolutely. yeah, that's big in, 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 in that regard. So, you're in this space now where you're doing some education offline and you're doing some education online. Any advice? you would give to a young person or somebody mid career, even like late career, like what would you say from the lessons learned from you that want to get into it into military intelligence or any intelligence profession for that matter.
1: I always recommend anyone that wants to join an intelligence service, whether it be military, law enforcement or strategic agencies, just to do it. Apply. Because the experiences that you would get are second to none and the way you like you, you have the world at your fingertips. The amount of information and access that you'll get. I encourage people to be an analyst first before specialising. That's something that I didn't do, and I've always felt that I was lacking in the analytical perspective. In the sense that I'll do a report and my and we we did a first line analysis on what we think it is, and I, and I could do it, but I never felt strong in that department, and that's something that I have to, in, my, in my my ver, my my you know, my grammar's rubbish. <laughs> the way I speak <laughs> is very, very basic. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a big caveman. I'm the, the, the forest gump of the, probably the human community. Ah, stop it. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I felt was lacking, but it hadn't stopped me. You know, if you have the basic skills, it, we, can, we can raise an analyst or, or source of out of that. People, towards the end of their careers, you know, you have to reach a point where you realize there's nothing left to do or there's nothing that fulfills you and gives you that drive. Uh, it's a very competitive environment and I, and I strongly encourage people to look into the the contracting and education space as well you know it's something that's that's out there and depending on where you look there's always going to be really good opportunities to develop and i think you'll find that second wind or that second purpose which was which a lot of people lack uh after a certain you know especially being 20 years in the same organization and yeah. a certain role you you start it starts getting a bit easy and yeah for you and you're not challenging.
0: Fair enough. I mean, now you being on, on social media and, and having that, would you recommend that to anybody to do the, the same thing or.
1: It, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a hobby and you know, it's something that I really enjoy. And mm-hmm. some of the, the messages that I get are, are pretty fun. And the people I meet like yourself and mm-hmm. the other pages where I, you know, I've met all these people around the world that are pretty cool and yeah. follow the same line of thought and I've heard other people say it before, but like the intelligence analysts, regardless of where you're from. Or intelligence professionals, where you from? We're all cut from the same core. Yeah. We all have very similar personalities and traits, and it's mm-hmm. very cool to to meet people like that. So yeah. I encourage it. You know, whether whether you know whether the dirty ding there lasts for another yeah, yeah. five months or five years, any time will tell. But um, yeah. you know, I'm I'm I'll just keep it as a as a happy hobby, yeah, happy hobby for now and fair you know, enough. Let it take its course.
0: Yeah, I think that's best. So, um. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? Because you mentioned something, but uh, uh, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, uh, do don't feel. Uh, d- do
1: you have a job available? No, you...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have, um, but we will talk after this.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, to be honest, I um, I really love the way you guys conduct your, your control space uh, as well, and that's something that I that, as I was leaving was starting to become more relevant mm-hmm. uh you know, i left today the 19, 18, in 1918 and open source research and every source intelligence it's always it's been around for mm-hmm. a long time yeah yeah but it, i feel that it's you know you have open source intelligence company starting where they they just teach the tools and i i, I just wanted to know like for me or, or whoever else is listening like what would be the best way to start mm. open source intelligence and
0: Great how question. do you feel
1: that can tie in with humans
0: yeah no fantastic question yeah i'm happy you asked me that because obviously uh, as you mentioned all sorts before, I, I kind of like rail against this uh, OSINT industry, and the reason why I do that is because there is a bit of a uh, overemphasis on tools and collection mm-hmm. methods, right, and not enough on analysis and critical thinking. So I'd say the tool pretty much anybody can learn right uh, mm-hmm. it's i think i would highly recommend any of the books of david bazell OSINT techniques i think he's kind of like yep. the godfather of 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 Olsen, mm-hmm. in that regard i've never met him i have no connection to him but i really appreciate his work it's very straightforward i think he's former fbi but what you mainly learn is like how do i search for things and and how do i mm-hmm. stay safe online and which is very important H- how you do the job From the collection side, I think what we with Great Dynamics what we saw when we started out was all right. People are doing research, right, and you know they are um, they're putting the dots together, but they are not answering the so what, right. And I think if you if you do those courses, it's fine. Do them, Um, you can learn a lot yourself but understand that there is a big difference between information and intelligence. And, mm, and, and how then do you turn your open source information into open source intelligence and make it actionable, right? And uh, is it valuable to your customer? And does it fulfill the requirements? You know, you know all, the, uh, all the questions. So I think in that regard, we're about to, like we're on the verge of, of launching our own online school. Um wow. and, and it will be like a mix of them. In later phases it will also be offline and where we try to bridge OSINT and 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 human and, and all these type of things. And I think for us as great dynamics, what people see is the is the open source stuff that we do. But yeah. we do a lot of stuff offline too. And uh which is actually that's what space the bills, not the online stuff. And yeah. uh, and we use other types of intelligence for that too. And I think if you want to get into it, really, as you said, it's the best advice I could give you, just reach out to people, really. Uh, And uh, reach out to the highest person that you can reach out to in a company or an organization and just send them a message, really. Because every person that I speak to, from intelligence managers to company owners, they say the same thing. You know, if somebody reaches out to me, I know that they're interested and they, they are willing to take a risk and put themselves out there. Obviously, you then have to show that you can do it. But I think in that regard, that's that's the bit of advice that I would give. And as you said, certain things are a bit sensitive, so you cannot really go into it. But most things, 90%, I would say, you can, you can learn from the Internet, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not. And that's all another thing that we try to do with greater dynamics to demystify these concepts a bit more and instead of you know be like gatekeepers which yeah. is definitely something yeah. i don't want to do i don't know i hope i answered the question if i if, if no, i have, right, no now you
1: didn't no, no i don't no, i agree because some of the best analysts i've ever met but well, people could do this without even thinking like naturally you no. know what i mean there's people out there that have that critical thinking um uh, in the curiosity and humility mindset so yeah absolutely i think there's an analyst in, in everyone
0: yeah not a good one but there is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks not like good no i just i'm just messing um <laughs> i once i once um I, I don't think he minds if i say his name but uh i had a, an old professor christian gustafson who who's a, a lecturer and i think he's also british military he, he teaches at Brunel. And I once asked him, I said, I don't know what he will say if he hear, when he hears this, but I asked him, you know, I said like, hey, to me, it seems very common knowledge of, you know, it's simple, this stuff that we're talking about. Why is not more people doing it? And he was like, you yeah. assume that everybody got the talent to do it. And that's actually <laughs> him showing me my bias because I was yeah. obviously projecting but what for me or for you sounds logical is not for every, every, yeah. every person, right? So Absolutely. that's why I, I take a little bit of offense of you calling yourself a caveman because you're not, made. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do this type of a job if you were. Impossible, I think. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, so that's something you know, that, that I've also learned. It's not for everybody, but I think to learn some of the ocean principles and the tools is good for anybody. Okay. So how, how yeah, do you stay absolutely. safe online? You know, how do you make sure that your information is protected and your privacy is, is protected? So these things that can any human being can, can benefit from, right? You don't have to be, like, a professional to, to, to do that. I like to ask every guest, and you've, you've listened to the podcast, so what are you listening to? What are you reading? You know, what are you watching? Any recommendations that you can give? <laughs>
1: Well, I'll, I'll get some Brady points. I uh, listen to Grey Dynamics, um. social podcast. <laughs> uh uh the, to be honest, in my in my downtime, I try not to read too much current events and news and stuff. I, I actually ab- ab- abroad, but you know when sometimes you don't want to bring your work home. Yeah. So, for recently, I've been I've been listening to of the the Human Lab podcast, which is I find interesting. Something different, it's yeah. Something I like that. it's engaging mentally and also. Um, other people may not necessarily enjoy the books, but the, the recent books by Jack Carr. Oh yeah, i mean uh, is is just yeah. uh, i mean I'm really enjoying I think I've read every book back to back. I don't think I've stopped putting them down. yeah so I highly recommend the Jack Carr series of books as well. So I am really, really enjoying that. And also, um Taylor Swift. No, I'm kidding, no, I don't <laughs> <say> Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's okay to listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean, so many left today. Um
0: Do you do you do you watch anything or any like guilty pleasures like that?
1: Oh, I think that's a good one. I don't
0: know. I, don't know. I feel like I'm gonna
1: incriminate myself or reveal my identity. Ta-da. no, I'll leave. I'll leave that one. It'll be
0: too. Obvious. You sure? My huh?
1: my I'll carry you offline my guilty pleasures. <laughs> I think people listening will like, "Oh, I know exactly who that is." Fair, fair, <laughs> fair
0: enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I think. uh, have you seen the uh, the TV show they made of Jack Carr's book, The Terminalist?
1: The, the Terminalist,
0: yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I need to. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I Christian. like
1: that they changed it as well. A bit. It's a mm. bit different from the books, but yeah, like, you know, it's like watching something new again.
0: It's yeah, okay. no, it's uh, it's what Jack Ryan should have been. You know, not yeah. you know yeah. a bit more, you know, a bit more dark. I think. Um,
1: yeah.
0: All right. Any last thoughts that you would? uh or um, things you want to say
1: no just yeah grateful for being um presented the opportunity i, I think i'm a little fish in the ocean that is social like so maybe, are we, uh, mate. social media intelligence community yeah but uh, um, yeah i'm no, super grateful i really like what you guys are putting out there, yeah so, no yeah, it's
0: it's you. it's really wonderful having you on and you know me and you have been talking for a little bit and uh yeah i, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to to do this and uh and, um yeah, and, and t- talking about, you know, your your uh, career and everything. Um, and for everybody listening, guys, if you made it this far into the podcast, please, you know, give us any feedback, any, uh, any reviews. It really helps us, and it also helps me improve. And uh, I know a lot of people listen to it, but not many people comment or, or review. So that's one. Secondly, I think next week we're going to announce... The, the intelligence school that we've been working on for a long time so you guys are going to see more of that so keep an eye out on your email and your socials and if you want to support us you know subscribe you know to get access to our intel reports and and this type of cool stuff and and definitely follow the dirty dingo on instagram we will put this stuff uh, also uh in the thank you. in the descriptions and uh i'll see you guys soon thank you